Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's begin now. Time to bleed. That's a saying from Ronnie Coleman, who used to be an Olympic weightlifter. I don't know if he's still alive because his heart's the size of a head of lettuce. I'm Dusty Likens. That's Nick Price, and that's one hell of an intro to Out of Bounds. It's, been, of... it's been a minute, man. Yeah. It's been too long. <laughs> Do you know who Ronnie Coleman is? I don't. Oh, my God. Um, I'm always upsetting you with the references. It's fine. I'm um, going to get better. No, it's fine. Uh, text line 69306 if you're familiar with Ronnie Coleman. He is an Olympic weightlifter. The guy couldn't even put his own shirt on. He's that big. Um, he has a bunch of funny sayings. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Nobody wants to lift this heavy-ass weight. <sighs> Man, it's good to be back, Kansas City. We've been gone for quite some time. We're like a we're like the McRib at McDonald's. We're not for everybody, but a lot of people crave us, and we only come around about a few times a month. Pops up every once in a while, and you're yeah. like, hey, pretty cool, you yeah. know? I might it, not get it, but it's still cool. It's still there. Uh, it's like the Shamrock Shake in March. Um, it's like the spicy nuggets at Wendy's, except hopefully this time we stay on the menu. Oh, they better. Have you hit it up yet? I, I tried to, and literally, oh, I, no, like literally, I went there an hour and a half before they closed, asked for spicy chicken nuggets, and they said, we're closed. I was like, but it says that you close at 11. And then I, he was just like, yeah, we're closed. So, no, mm. they didn't want to give me the spicy chicken nuggets. Text 969306. My question today for you is Do you consider the movie La Bamba one of the best movies of all time? I know Nick Price hasn't seen it, and if you think he should watch that or Heavyweights first, please let us know. 69306. It's like an extra holiday when we have you guys. The text line is ready to go. Uh -huh. I'm ready to go. You know Nick how I feel about today? What's up? I have these notes, but I got to say, I'm just fired up to be here today. Pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! <laughs> My favorite part about that whole cut is the guy in the background that says, y'all weren't ready for that, were you? Never are. No, I wasn't ready for a 60-year-old man to get absolutely loose. That's hilarious. From the text line, I got pulled over in Arlington, Texas by Ronnie Coleman. A lot of yes, sir, no, sir answers scared the crap out of me. Yes, it would. If you've seen the guy's deltoids, they look like the Colorado Rocky Mountains. Got a lot to get into today, right? You got the Chiefs and the Ravens tomorrow. You have a lot of people freaking out about the weather except Kansas City Chiefs fans because Kansas City Chiefs fans don't give a bleep, if you know what I mean. That's why they made ponchos. That's why they made beer. That's why they made tents. It doesn't matter. Chiefs fans are going to be there. We got it right when it came to training camp. We got it right when it came to the first preseason game. And we're going to get it right when it comes to tomorrow. It's going to be nuts. It doesn't matter if Adam Schefter says weather could be an issue. But we'll get into weather later. 
Where we've got to get into right now is the fact that we're glad to be back with you in Kansas City on Saturday afternoons from 12 to 3. And yes, Lance, we will be back next week. I promise. Because if you don't know, we carry K-State football and basketball. And when we do these type of things, we've got to let those guys take over. So when K-State plays, a lot of times they're going to play at 11 o'clock, which means their pregame starts at 9. But I need you folks to get supportive with K-State. Nick Price, that includes you who went to KU. The better K-State plays, the later they're going to play. The more primetime games, which means more out of bounds on Saturday. And that's why we got to have it. It's not passive. Okay, it's kind of passive aggressive. A little bit. It's a lot sarcastic because I don't root for K-State. I support them because I want them to be very good. Because if K-State's good, then that means we get a better chance at being good. And that means we get a better chance of being in your ears. Right? They're on an idol this week. They'll play Oklahoma State next week, which I hope they run the brakes off of Oklahoma State. Because I don't use this word a lot, but I hate Mike Gundy. And that's where we'll leave that. But coming up, we will have a game tomorrow in Kansas City, right? We will have one of the top games of the season. The NFL season is only 17 weeks. Every team plays 16 games. I know you already know that. But this game tomorrow is going to involve two quarterbacks. But I want to talk about one in particular. Jim, they're going to be aggressive here. I mean, I, I keep saying you should do this. They're just going to keep throwing it down the field. Can't stop the clock. For plenty of time, and they've got another one-on-one for Robinson! And he makes the catch. What an effort. Incredible performance by Demarcus Robinson. Took one play to beat him deep again. You remember when the experts said that Patrick Mahomes was going to digress? TV channel right now, Spicy Nuggets are back. I didn't really understand what people meant when they said Patrick Mahomes would digress. It's kind of hard to do that when you throw 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Does that mean you're going to digress to 45 and 4,500? I don't know. But so far this year, Patrick Mahomes hasn't skipped a beat. He's played two games. He's 2-0. and He's got a 71.4 completion percentage. He's got 821 yards passing. He's averaging 10.7 an attempt, seven touchdowns. And he's got as many interceptions as Nick Price has gotten numbers at the bar in the last two weeks. Zero. Which is okay, because I think Nick Price is in a relationship. Sorry, ladies. But the thing about Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs is what's something that you guys already know. Is that Patrick Mahomes is really good at what he does, but that's not the most important part about Patrick Mahomes. The most important part about Patrick Mahomes and the fact that where we're at in his third game of his second season as a starting quarterback in the NFL is the fact that uh, it's officially Patrick Mahomes' league. It just depends on whether you want to accept it or not. And that's where we start this show today on Out of Bounds on 610 Sports Radio Live and Local. Sex line is, I just say the sex line? You did. Oh, wow. Yeah. Text line, Protein House Eat With a Purpose text, text line. line. Yeah, text, not sex line. Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't fun. know I said sex line. It just kind of came out that way. Um, text line 69306. Do you accept it that it is Patrick Mahomes' NFL right now? The reason I say this is because guys like him make splashes like this in professional sports. 
and I am going to throw out some outlandish names. When Michael Jordan came into the league, everyone was like, oh, my God, this guy's really good. And then he came back for another year, and everyone said, okay, we haven't seen anything like this. Yeah, Larry Bird's good. He's got a really disgusting mustache and one of the best jump shots that knows how to pass. Magic Johnson's really good at what he does, but he didn't have that level of, oh, my God, this guy is really, really good, and he's clearly better than everybody else. And they all seem to have this demeanor about them, right? Like Jordan didn't care when the game was tied with 15 seconds left. He was going to shoot the ball, and he was going to make it. And he could tell you he was going to make it. Guys like LeBron James, when they were young and they played against the Detroit Pistons in the playoffs, and he just goes off. Shows up to the Madison Square Garden. Goes off. You just see LeBron James. Now, granted, LeBron James was portrayed at a young age on TV with high school basketball. He, he reset and changed how basketball is viewed under college sports. People started watching high school basketball because of LeBron James. And you look at when Tom Brady came into the league. You thought, okay, this guy won a Super Bowl. He did it really methodically. He's got a really good head coach. Things are different now with Tom Brady. Then he did it again another year, and he did it again another year. And you kind of look at Tom Brady with the demeanor of, okay, this guy's just really methodical and really knows what he's doing, and he's just got it down. He can throw that seven-yard out out of bounds. He can go down the field in a minute and 30 seconds and completely rip your head off. Like, John Elway was a really good quarterback, but he wasn't above everybody else. He was in a pool with other guys like Marino and Kelly and Aikman and guys like that that were good and were really, really successful and winners, but they didn't have a it factor. When I watch Patrick Mahomes in today's NFL, without question, and this isn't just because I'm in Kansas City and I watch a lot of Kansas City Chiefs games and I help out with pre- and post-game shows and I'm here all the time. But you watch Sunday's game against the Raiders, right? Everybody did. And you watch the first quarter, and you're like, it's kind of rough. They got him off the field. And then the second quarter happens. And you could throw out all the comparisons of Golden State. Steph Curry has it, too. Like, Steph Curry crosses half court, everything's a shot. Anything can happen at a consistent rate. And when Patrick Mahomes gets going, you don't stop it. And it's not the fact that it, happens on the first drive or it happens in the third drive or maybe this time it just happened in the second quarter. But if we always compare them to Golden State, it gets stale. But in this instance, when you talk about Golden State and you see when they get on a run back when they were in their big three prime, Durant, Thompson, and Steph, they could have a game that could be tied and in the second or third quarter, they could go on a 29-0 and run, and the game was over. They didn't have to go on any more runs the rest of the game. And in the second quarter of that Oakland Raiders game, you saw that out of Patrick Mahomes. Four touchdowns, five passes, game was over. In fact, they didn't have to score the rest of the game. Oakland couldn't because after that happened, after what Patrick Mahomes has done, because this is officially Patrick Mahomes' league, he hits you in the face with that knockout punch. There's nobody else in the NFL currently that plays that position that can do that. Tom Brady can't do that. Aaron Rodgers can't do that. Drew Brees right now can't do that. Nobody in the NFL can do that and do it with ease. Four touchdowns in one quarter. 
50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. 800-plus yards, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions in two games. Patrick Mahomes has stepped himself away from everybody else. You don't need experience anymore in this league because he has that factor. He's calm, he's collected, and he's got that photogenic memory where when he sees it once, that's all it takes. I know we play that whole Golden State and the Chiefs, the 2019-2018 Chiefs a lot, and we also compare Mahomes and Steph Curry a lot. But one thing that is just like eerily similar between the two is how they go out there and they make these incredible plays and game-changing moments and they make it look easy. And they they seem so calm about it. They're having fun, you know, kind of like Steph will hit a big-time three and then give you a little shimmy or something, just like Pat throwing that deep ball last week and then he like fakes a little jump shot. Like it just seems calm and it seems easy for both of them. And that's, I think, where this comparison comes from. Yeah, and it's not digress, it's regress. That's my fault. I really- wanted to... Yeah. Make sure that you knew that. The sex line, 69306, is also a popular topic today. Welcome back, everybody, as we're going to continue these conversations. But again, it's guys like Mahomes, Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, that are basically like the guy from Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. They can rip your heart out. I know you haven't seen it. They can, I have. You have seen Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Yes. That was a while ago, but I've seen it. Okay. Patrick Mahomes is the guy from Temple of Doom that rips your heart out and then shows everybody else and just laughs because there's nothing you can do about it. It's officially Patrick Mahomes' league, whether you like it or not. In fact, even some people tend to back me up on this. Mahomes, from what we've seen these first two games, he's the best player in the league. Yeah, he's the best player in the league. I was thinking about it the other day. I go, what would be, not that they would ever trade Mahomes, but like, I always love doing this game, like Prime Duncan where you go, what could you actually offer that would even make any sense? And oh, it a trade? Yeah, and like if another team said you can have our first rounders for the next decade, you would still say no. This was the old trade value gimmick I used to do, and the reason it started when was... When you write. But when it you was, used to write. I used to write back when I was a writer. But it was the original impetus was like Shaq in 2000. Right. What kind of offer would you have to make for Shaq? And then it goes through and you get to like, there's been some great trade value guys like Duncan 0203. LeBron 0809, where it's like, you can't make an offer. We're not trading him. And I think Mahomes is probably the only player in the league who's like that. Where it's like, somebody could be like, hey, Kansas City, we'll give you 10 first rounders for Mahomes. They'll be like, cool, f off. Yeah, I don't even think it's worth it. Do you think he's the most untradeable football player we've had this century? Well, what are we going to get for Brady after the third Super Bowl? And he's still young. I love Brady. I think ago. he's the best quarterback of all time. I don't think he was ever like the wow factor was never. With no, him, he like wasn't. Mahomes. But he was. But after Mahomes the third Super Bowl, he was twenty seven. Mahomes is more like watching Jordan on the eighty seven Bulls or something, where you're like, oh my god, this is like revolutionizing what I thought could happen at this position. I didn't steal the content. There's just people out there that agree with me. I'm just telling you, Patrick Mahomes is different. We've got a big game to get into. It's tomorrow at twelve o'clock. Cool. Sex line is. I just say the sex line? You did. Oh, wow. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Fourth and nine. They're chasing after him. Mahomes in trouble. Flings it across his body. And it's caught by Hill. Hill has it. He came back for it. And he's out of bounds at the 12. An amazing play by the Chiefs. 
sure anybody else, Aaron Rodgers maybe, in the National Football League can make this play. And if it's not Tyreek Hill, no one else gets open on this play. Look at Hill. Yeah. I got Tony Romo going ready to go on the sex line there. It's actually the text line. I'm sure my boss is going to be pissed at me, and I haven't been on the radio for a while. And uh, welcome back. Dusty Likens, Nick Price. This is Out of Bounds. We are live and local all day today as you had Brandon Kylie From 10 until noon, you have us until 3 p.m. And then you get the sexiest trio in sports radio in Kansas City with Jillian Carroll, Chris Unicero, and Julio Sanchez until the Royals start. And then Cody Tapp gets to basically finish his Royals season in the next couple of days because it's almost over. <sighs> it's lost 100 coming today. Anyways, that's not what I want to talk about. That audio that you heard is the fourth and nine play, which is when it's all said and done for PM15 and his career is put on a shelf and he's got 17 Super Bowls and 25 MVPs and he's thrown for over a million yards and 75,000 touchdowns. That play will always be one of, if not a top five in Patrick Mahomes' career. That was last year, okay? This is now this year. And we've got to dive into this game, right? So last year when the Chiefs and the Ravens played, it was a tough game. It was towards the end of the year. The Chiefs kind of needed that game to win so they could start to lock up the ASC. They could focus on the number one overall seed, get into the playoffs, invite New England into Arrowhead, which is exactly what happened, and we'll stop there. And last year on 4th and 9, you remember it, Tyreek Hill running down the field looking for an opening, Finally gets it. He's hobbling on one ankle. Mahomes hits him with a pass. They get out of the bound. They get out of bounds. They go up and score. And the Chiefs end up winning the game. And again, pulling the Temple of Doom, ripping the heart out of the man's chest. That man being the Ravens. And that Ravens team was different than this Ravens team is this year. Because this NFL season is different, of course, than any other season. That goes without saying. And this week is more than just Lamar versus Pat. But Lamar Jackson is better this time around. And both of these quarterbacks are clearly the future of the NFL. Now, I get it. The sample size for Lamar Jackson is a little bit different than the sample size of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is on one of the best offenses of all time, and we will get into another topic in a little bit where I basically am going to tell you that this offense is the best offense the NFL has ever seen. But that's for another topic moving forward. Right now, we're talking about what this game means tomorrow. It's going to be wet. There's going to be rain. The end zones are yellow. There's not going to be an arrowhead at midfield. There's going to be a helmet. Patrick Mahomes on the season has a 71% completion percentage. He's thrown for 822 yards. He has a QBR rating of 92.5. He's thrown for seven touchdowns and zero interceptions. The guy that he's going against, Lamar Jackson, who's no longer a glorified running back, according to some, has also a 71% completion percentage, 722 total yards, so 100 less, 90.1 QBR. He's also thrown for seven touchdowns and zero interceptions. These two guys, I can't explain it any more than I can right with this just bold statement. This is the future of the NFL moving forward. Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, those type of guys. This is what the NFL is about these days. Letting it fly, crazy plays, 
super athleticism, and teams that are successful. Now, I know a lot of people are young on the Lamar Jackson train. I totally get that, right? Let's see if he can do it a full year like Pat did. Let's not put him in the, in the same field as Pat because Pat is what we just had in the last discussion. It's his league now. Now, Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback. I really, truly believe that. His talents are amazing. He's super fast. He can run that bootleg. He can throw it down the field. Accuracy will get better. The improvement from year one to year two has been incredible so far. Yeah, too. It's, it's like Carrington Harrison said, that the jump that Lamar Jackson made from last year to this year is the jump that I think a lot of people thought Baker Mayfield would make. Right. I still like Baker a lot. I still like that team in Cleveland, but that's not where we're at. I think it's also funny that if you remember in the offseason, the Chiefs are really close to getting Earl Thomas. And now Earl Thomas is out here saying, I'll stop the big plays. Good luck. The Ravens play a lot of different scheme zone defense. The Ravens have added Mark Ingram to their running game. And the Ravens have a little bit more confidence in their quarterback. And according to the power rankings, to support why this game Sunday has potential to be one of the best games all year and that the fact that it's only week three, according to the power rankings, this is power ranked team number two, Kansas City, versus power ranking team number five, the Baltimore Ravens. That's a pretty big early action game. This game on Sunday won't be a friendly contest either. I don't think it's going to be like the Jacksonville-Kansas City game where there was a lot of fists being thrown, clavicles being broke, bodies hitting the floor. I think this will be more of a methodical, grit, tough, classic, gridiron type of game. I don't think the weather plays too much of an impact. I just really think that this game will be a dogfight. I know there's people out there that give their predictions. Mine right now is 31-28. I think the Chiefs win. I think they hold on to win by three points. The game was close last year. Lamar Jackson was half of what he is this year. Mahomes is still Mahomes. The Chiefs defense is a little bit better. Who knows? It could be a blowout. I don't think it will be. But I think this game has potential to be one of the best games of the entire NFL season. And the fact that it's only week three lets you know where both these teams sit at the top of the power rankings. The AFC North is crumbling fast, right? Cleveland is what a lot of people thought Cleveland would be and what a lot of people thought they couldn't be. They thought they'd be a little bit better, myself included. They looked okay against um, who they just played. They played the Jets. Third-string quarterback with the Jets. Yeah. Right, they looked okay. Yeah. They got walloped in their first game. They didn't look good. Pittsburgh is, I mean, holy cow. Ben Roethlisberger is having Tommy John surgery. Juju Smith-Schuster's the man. James Conner's banged up. Baltimore sits atop of the AFC North. The Kansas City Chiefs sit atop of the AFC West. These teams could probably play each other again in the second round of the playoffs. Possibly. And they're going to play each other in week three tomorrow at Arrowhead. Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, and what could potentially be one of the best games in the NFL all year. Right now, the best game in the NFL all year has been Houston versus New Orleans. I think this game is a little bit better than that. And if you watch that game, you know that this game's got a lot of potential to really keep you on the edge of your seat, or as Nick Price would be, at the top of his seat with a claw in one hand, and I don't know what's going to be in the other. Yeah, I already know. AB just made history today, but it's not the type of history that you want to make. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio.
Back in on 610 Sports Radio, live and local. It's Saturday. Gloomy. Get used to that. It's going to be like that for the next, like, 48 hours. But for the next few hours, you get live and local on 610 Sports Radio. From the text line, 69306. Good job. If I'm doing the easy math, it seems that Pat is on pace for 6,556 touchdowns. That's just incredible. Sure, I'm not going to challenge your math. That seems probably accurate. A lot of people have thought about him maybe throwing 60 and 6,000. That'd be insane. That would just support our thesis of the fact that Patrick Mahomes is, it's his league. I'm done liking quarterbacks to wear the number 12. It's about wearing the number 15. Let's see if we can get that thing trending. Um, I think it's cool for Bill Simmons to say stuff like that about Patrick Mahomes because he's a Patriots fan. First, they spelt Simmons, S-Y-M-O-N-D-Z-S. Simons. Simons. Bill Simons. That's how Siri says Bill Simmons. The Bill Simons podcast. Calling Bill Simons right now. Um, when Patrick Mahomes gets going, I don't stop it. The sex line hits. <laughs> hey, I heard this is the sex line now. I'm interested. It's what we do. We say outlandish things, and then we go away for four weeks, and then our boss gives us another chance, and then we completely shoot ourselves in the foot. Within the first five minutes. That's right. Speaking yeah. of people that, uh, go ahead, keep going. Oh, no, that's it. You're good? No, oh, I'm good. Uh, Speaking of people that shoot themselves in the foot, not Plaxico Burris because he shot himself in the leg. Right. Uh, Antonio Brown. Eesh. I've got to talk about it, right? It's a popular topic. It kind of involves the Chiefs. Not really. Um, but Indirectly. it will. It will. But Antonio Brown made history today. Pretty impressive, right? What did he do? Um, Antonio Brown is the first NFL player in the history of the NFL to have three jerseys of three different teams all hit the clearance racks. Mm. Seriously. It was um, it was brought up on Twitter from NFL Research. <laughs> and that's not the type of history that you want to have be created with Antonio Brown, which is a very good conversation here. It's normally you do topics on the radio, but here we're going to have a little conversation with Nick Price and myself. Because we've been talking about this this morning, and everybody's been talking about Antonio Brown throughout the entire history of this 2019 season. And Nick, I have a theory of how I think things happened with Antonio Brown and his stay in New England, which still lasted longer than Carrington Harrison in the survivor pool. My God. But Antonio Brown has a number 17 jersey, a number 84 jersey in black and white, and another 84 jersey in black and yellow, all on the clearance racks. Here's what I think happened with Antonio Brown and the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. For one, I think the first time in his life, Bill Belichick went out on a limb to hire somebody. I don't want to compare this to Randy Moss because I think Randy Moss just clearly like said, I'm not happy in Oakland. Whereas Antonio Brown basically said to himself, I'm not going to play for Oakland, but I'm going to use all these like weird ways to get out of it. But what I think what happened with Antonio Brown is I think what happened is they called him into the office and they said, hey, man, you got this person speaking out saying that you said these terrible things to them. Please tell me this isn't true. No, nah, it's not true. She's trying to slander my name. Okay. Is there anything else? Is there anything else that's out there that could possibly look bad or be really negative towards you and your brand? Antonio Brown to Bill Belichick? No, I don't think so. 
I heard a report um, yesterday right. that he also, they asked him basically, like, stop talking to these people and let right. us deal with it and let the process work itself out, and he wouldn't. Right. So there's another notch on this belt of Bill Belichick finally just cutting the string. Then we have the story of the lady that came and painted a mural of himself on a wall. I don't know what's more of a bag definition having a painting of yourself in your bedroom or not paying someone to do it. Then that comes out. And then the press comes out and they're like, hey, Bill, what's going on with Antonio Brown? I'm not going to talk about it. Bill, uh, a lot of allegations going on about Antonio Brown. Is he going to play this week? I don't want to talk about it. To the point where Bill Belichick stormed out of his press conference, was done with it, had, had, had enough. And I think like literally an hour later, we get the tweet or the, the bottom scroll line from Schefter and Rappaport and everybody in the NFL, James Palmer, all these people. And they're like, Antonio Brown has been released from the New England Patriots. He's no longer playing for an NFL team. That's what I think happened. I think basically what happened was Antonio Brown was like, I don't think any of this is true. I don't think any of this will come up. And then, of course, like anything else in today's world, when you piss one person off enough, I'm sure you piss someone else off along the way. And now Antonio Brown is only known right now currently for having three different jerseys of three different teams on a clearance rack. And that's where we are with Antonio Brown, and that's where we are with the New England Patriots. They took a jump. It failed. And for to be honest with you, we haven't really seen the Patriots take a jump and it fail like this. Now, no. you can say Josh Norman last year, but Josh Norman's still on the team. And Josh Norman's only smoking weed, which we'll get into that a little bit later because there's another great receiver in the NFL that's retired now that used weed, and it helped him out, and still does. Also, Josh Gordon hasn't had any kind of instance with weed since he's been on the Patriots. Right, that we know of. Right. He also has not been in any domestic abuse violations. He also has not been violent via message and broadcast. He just likes to chief. Antonio Brown is a mess, and he tried to lie to Bill Belichick, and it didn't work. And then when it came out, they said, enough, which makes you think. There's a few things that makes this thing a little weird, right? Was Antonio Brown two years ago and even maybe last year a top three receiver in the NFL? One of the best we've ever seen, correct? Yeah. Fast, elusive, could run routes, could catch anything. was great. 15 such, I think he had 15 touchdowns last year. And then literally off the rails. And it seems like it has the storyline of a 30 for 30 already. One of the best. Great in the NFL. And it's gone. It's like the South Park show. And here's your money. It's put into the system and it's gone. Wait, what? It's gone. All right, let me just put that in here for you real quick, Mr. Marsh, and it's gone. And that's basically what Antonio Brown is. Are we done watching A.B. in the NFL? I think so. You do? Yeah, I think so. Did I mean, you, Did you see what the XFL tweeted out? Yeah. We have no interest in signing Antonio Brown. We don't want any of his blank in our league. Yeah. Something like that. So if the XFL doesn't even want him, and if the New England Patriots, who are known for taking in these players who have had a rough past or some issues with the NFL and with the law and everything and then straightening them out and getting them to just go out there and play football, if they can't even handle it, if Bill Belichick thinks that this is too much for him to deal with, right. that he's storming out of press conferences and then cutting him right afterwards, I don't see any other team taking that kind of chance. And I saw Adam Schefter say it yesterday. He's like, this is the kiss of death for Antonio Brown if 
the Patriots aren't even willing and capable of making you into a productive player that stays out of trouble, who else is going to? And also, another thing that I thought was interesting is he's been dismissed from three different franchises, three pretty historic franchises in the NFL of the Steelers, the Patriots, and the Raiders, all within a few months. Basically all within a month. Yeah. and so All in September. And so who it, who in their right mind as a GM or an owner is going to take a chance on a guy that three of the more respected franchises out there-ish would not actually take a chance on and have given up on? No, I'd give you Pittsburgh and New England have been the top two franchises in the AFC for the last 20 years. Right. Um, Oakland always seems to kind of be a mess. It's where people kind of like lose their career. Mm-hmm. But you had guys like Gruden who apparently was like, this guy's great. He's a good guy. I don't have any problem with him. And then Mayock's like, dude, blank that. I don't want this guy around my team. Antonio Brown making history and now being history in the NFL is is pretty wild. And where we go back on this is a couple weeks ago, or actually like a couple months ago, we kind of had the discussion of where Tyreek Hill fits in the top of the NFL at wide receiver. Without question now, with Antonio Brown not in the NFL, Tyreek Hill is for sure a top five receiver. We can mm-hmm. count him right now. Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins can be one or two, however you want to put it. I'll count my top five. DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham Jr., and Tyreek Hill. I got no gripes with that list right there. Right? Yeah. There's nobody else that probably well, and, fits in that top five. Well, and before with Antonio Brown in the mix, Tyreek Hill was always hovering right around that six, five or six. maybe five spot. But now I think it's I think it's legit that he's a top five wide receiver. Also with Tyreek Hill not being on the Chiefs, and Antonio Brown not being on the Patriots, it makes you think that somebody's patience is kind of a virtue. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. I know I told you that weather wouldn't be a factor, but Jeff Penner of 41 Action News, the new home of the Kansas City Chiefs. Huge, big, major football game at Arrowhead on Sunday. What a way to start this tweet. Huge, big, major... Huge, big, major football game at Arrowhead on Sunday. That's newsy. It still looks like rain. Heavy at times for tailgating. The rain will end during the afternoon with a chance it can end by halftime. According to the timeline, 10 a.m., 68 degrees, heavy rain and thunderstorms. Winds southwest 5 to 15 miles per hour. At noon, 71 degrees, rain and thunderstorms. At 3 p.m., rain ends west to east. I guess that's important. I guess if you live in... Like the eastern part of the city, it'll be a long, It'll be ending later for you than if you live in the western Isn't that part. How, like all the weather works, though. Sure, yeah. west east. Apparently, I'm not a meteorologist or anything. I almost would. I did actually almost go to school for meteorology. Uh, one of my teachers, hey Chris Bacon. Yeah, that guy, crispy bacon. Yeah, he was like, you might actually be pretty good at this. Yep. I think you should be a weatherman instead. Wisconsin blowing the bricks off of uh, Michigan right now, twenty-one zero. In fact, right now in the first. Uh, like three or four games of the college football season. You want you know what Wisconsin's uh, outscoring their opponents by? What's that? 138 to zero. <laughs> That's right. From the text line, 69306, karma is a bleep, Mr. Brown, from the 785. Hey, I heard this is the sex line. I did misinterpret that at the very beginning of the show when I compared us to the McRib of McDonald's. We're not always on the menu, but we are brought back at times. And I called the Protein House E with a Purpose text line 69306, the sex line. Um, so if you want to send in sports parodies, 
I'll try to read as many as I can. But before we went to break, I said that patience is a virtue. After we talked about Antonio Brown being released from the New England Patriots. I find it very interesting that the Patriots, one, would take a flag on Antonio Brown. I also find it very interesting that he played one game and was cut by the Patriots. I don't know if we see Antonio Brown playing the NFL again. But when it comes to patience, I think Brett Veach's patience should be looked at as more of a positive than anything than a negative. I know there's a lot of people out there, and I'm talking to you, Ron Hughley, who question how much power Brett Veach has in Kansas City as the general manager. Yeah, I get it, man. Like, uh, Andy Reid's pretty powerful. Like, he does a lot for this team. He says a lot what goes for this team, and he might say more than we know. He might do more than we know. But I remember when the Patriots signed Antonio Brown, the next thing was Brett Veach, damn it, go do whatever it takes to sign Jalen Ramsey. I had tweeted out on Patrick Mahomes' birthday, not, happy birthday, Pat. We're best friends, man. Happy birthday, man. Not my style. I just tweeted out, if Patrick Mahomes wants Jalen Ramsey for his birthday, you go get that man what he wants for his birthday. Then yesterday, when we find out that Antonio Brown has been released from the New England Patriots, I tweet out, so, do the Chiefs still need to go get Jalen Ramsey? Too much to my surprise, a lot of the responses were, yes, of course. The Chiefs need that shutdown corner. Now they get Mo Claiborne back in a, is it next, is it this week? No, it's like week four. Yeah. Week five. And Bashad Breeland's been better than advertised, right? There was a stat that came out, I think, from Pro Football Focus that he was shadowing Tyrell Williams against the Oakland Raiders. Again, it's Derek Carr, say what you will. But Tyrell Williams has had a very, very, very good season so far. Small sample size. He lit it up week one against the Broncos, who I thought still had a decent defense. And Kendall Fuller's a slot guy. Jalen Ramsey would have been really nice to have on this team, but it seems the narrative around Jalen Ramsey is that he's too expensive and they want too much for him because he's going to run a restructured contract. He's the best corner in football, and you're going to have to give up a lot. And when it comes to the Chiefs, they don't really have a very sexy first-round pick because a lot of people have them being one of the favorites for the Super Bowl champion. It's going to be towards the end of the first round. So it's going to be anywhere from 29 to 32. Right. Right? which if Jacksonville is complete ass for the entire year, they would get their first-round pick, which would be a top-three pick, plus the Chiefs' first-round pick, which would be like the 32nd, 31st, or 30 or 29th pick if the season goes the way that a lot of experts think it will. And then, again, they would pick again in the top three. So they would essentially have three of the top 37 picks if the Chiefs did a deal for Jalen Ramsey. It seems that the Chiefs are out, that Jalen Ramsey is just too much for them. That's not an attitude thing. That's just a price tag thing. I also think that if teams were actually giving them offers that seemed like what they wanted, he wouldn't have played on Thursday night. Correct. And I think that when it comes to Jalen Ramsey and the Chiefs, I'm not really sure how much you need Jalen Ramsey, right? So, like, Brett Veach's patience is great. A lot of people said, Veach, go get it. Go get it, man. Go get that deal. Go get it done. Veach's like, nah, I'm all right. I'm going to hold off. And then what happens? 
Antonio Brown is released by the New England Patriots, and it makes you question yourself, do they still need that cornerback? Because right now the Chiefs are a top 10 defense and scoring defense, right? They gave up 10 against the Raiders. They gave up 26 against the Jaguars. But again, seven of those points came at the very end of the game that nobody got to see because CBS went to a more competitive game. And then they told us that it was technical difficulties, but we don't really know what happened. But it was a, basically a end of the game. Didn't matter. The Chiefs won 40-26. to 26. Congratulations, Jacksonville. You got a touchdown towards the end of the game, right? And in fact, the only touchdown Jacksonville really got that was impressive was the one where Nick Foles got his clavicle broken by Chris Jones where he just put it on a dime. Absolute dime. Right? So now the Chiefs are going to go play Baltimore. And Brett Veach's patience has kept them into the NFL draft's first round. They have to give up anything for Jalen Ramsey because they didn't act too quick. Let's rewind the clocks a little bit further. Myself and Ron Hughley went out to the streets of Kansas City. And Ron had a sign. And I had a camera. And they had chance of Pat needs Pat. And Brett Veach didn't go get Patrick Peterson. And everybody said, Veach, man, come on. Go get somebody. I'm tired of losing in the playoffs. I need that corner. I'm tired of being on the field. Third and 10, first down. Third and 10, first down. And Brett Veach sits it out. And then what happens to Pat Peterson a few weeks later? Busted for PEDs or substance abuse policy or did something he can't do and has to miss six games of the 2019 season. Didn't give up anything, didn't lose anything, and now Patrick Peterson is apparently untradeable according to the Arizona Cardinals who are 0-1-1. Okay, let's get to week five when they're 0-4-1. I'm sorry, week six when they're 0-4-1. And then let's see how they feel about trading Patrick Peters. I think that's just a big thing, too, is that you've seen the Chiefs defense make a little bit of an improvement this year so far compared to last year. But we're also only two weeks into the season. So part of it is not just let's not go get Jalen Ramsey because it's too expensive. But part of it is let's get a little bigger sample size on what happens on this defense and see how we're looking defensively as a team from Brett Beach's perspective. They might have a good enough defense as it is and not have to give up that kind of draft capital or move around money or maybe move on from Chris Jones next year. Different kind of things like that play into effect here. I think it's more of a wait and see. Let's see what it looks like once they get more Mo Claiborne back. And then if there's still holes on that defense and you still think that you need a corner, Jalen Ramsey's still going to be out there for the same price later on as long as he doesn't get traded. From the text line, uh, from the 913, well, if we lose in the playoffs, we better not hear you blank about Veach didn't do enough if we didn't get Ramsey if we don't believe we need to improve a cornerback. What did we all say last year? We didn't need to get the number one ranked defense or a top five defense. We just needed an average defense get a little bit to better. above average defense and keep Mahomes in contention throughout the playoffs and in the regular season. This defense doesn't need to be a defense that only gives up an average of 13 points a game. No, this offense is so high-powered. I mean, last year, the biggest loss of the season was at Seattle by seven points. Or, to me, the biggest shock value loss was when you put up 51 points against the Rams and you still lost. Right. That's where you knew you couldn't have that defense. And Patrick Mahomes, if you ask Jay Binkley, has never had a defense. High school, college, NFL. You don't need the best player in that position 
for this team to be successful in the playoffs. You just need a group of guys that knows what that know what they're doing to keep this defense just about average, just a little bit above average. They played two games. They've given up 30 points. Well, 36. I just think that this defense is better than last year. They played two games, and they need time to gel. I get it. I would love to have Jalen Ramsey on this team. I totally get that. Same here. Could they improve at the cornerback position? Sure. Do they have the luxuries to do that? Absolutely. But I just don't know if you want to mess with a team right now that's so young into this season. Let's see where it goes. And then when you can point out, like, gosh, that's really, really, really bad over there, then go fix it. But what I'm saying in this topic is that the patience of Brett Veach has been great. I do trust that. And I think that patience is overlooked when it comes in that position. Look at Jerry Jones. I need a receiver. I need a quarterback. I need a running back. Go get him now. Look at when Al Davis was at the Raiders. I need this. I need this. I need it it now. And it doesn't work off. You get yourself into contract issues. You get yourself into not looking at the broad scheme of things. You look at minor things. You look at right now. And I get it. The window is now. But I think that the defense that this team currently has is good enough currently. Doesn't have to be great. You got a historic offense. You just can't have a historically bad defense like last year. Just have to have an average defense. It's 12.57. It's almost 1 o'clock. And there was an article written yesterday that I want to get into. I think sometimes it's okay to show people a little bit what's inside yourself and you need to let that get out because people don't always understand when they see these athletes play sports. This is a really long tease. But Danny Duffy is what we're going to talk about next. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 